Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. Tuesdays, Thursdays at around 445. Take a look at a grab bag of stories from around, well, whatever is most notable, uh, whether that's MLB or if that's college football. And uh, we'll start with a little bit of college football. You know, uh, a lot of people started tuning in when the Big 12 realignment saga was going on, and, you know, that has dissipated. That's calmed down tremendously. As they got what they wanted, they got the four corner schools, and then we know the ACC uh, was the next to move. So a lot of things happened in a very short amount of time, but there are some you know things still uncertain, and I don't have an update on Oregon State and Washington State and what's going to end up happening with them, but I did see Pete Thamel passed along, and this obviously is not you know as crazy as when we were once talking about, well, the Colorado said this and Arizona State said that. It's just not as much in our backyard, but I think we all do appreciate and respect the service academies and uh, there are a lot of AAC fans out there, and Pete Thamel putting out there about 20 minutes ago that Army and the AAC are continuing uh, to progress in talks about Army joining the league as a football-only member and that a realistic timeline for a potential decision would occur uh, likely by the end of this month. So here we are right at the midway point of September. Uh, said there's optimism on both sides as they dive farther into details about you know how they would uh, arrange all of this. And the Army-Navy game would be a non-conference game if Army joins the AAC and would still be played after the season. So there is Pete Thamel on the likelihood of Army uh, becoming an AAC uh, football-only member by the end of the month and the status of what would happen with Army-Navy would stay as is, uh, basically, and would not become a non-conference game. So that's a little realignment for you. I know it's not as hot and heavy as it once was, but there is another just piece of kind of the, um, you know, everything kind of sorting itself out on the other side of things. You wonder in a normal year, which nothing's normal anymore, but in a normal year, how much – that I, I, I'm happy for Army, great for them – but in a normal year, how much bigger would this story have been had we not seen so much mass chaos in the last two or three? 
I think about yeah. the same, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that there's just a big audience for Army that you'd be like, wow, and they're going to the AAC? No way. I just don't, I don't think that's that big of a deal for most people, um, and I think it's something you'd make note of. Uh, obviously, if you have personal ties, and that's a different story, but for the general public, um, you know, I think the reason why uh, the other stuff got so big was just the amount of teams involved and, and sort of the, mm-hmm. the the brands involved as a whole. If it was just Arizona moving to the Big 12, I don't think it's nearly as big of a story. But the fact that it was like a conference could die that's been around for decades, you know, the the home of the Rose Bowl and all these different things, the fact that that was just falling apart and there was a whole wave of people saying, that's not true. I mean, it, it created this whole thing. There's nobody going... Family's full of it. He's working for Endeavor. Clearly, Army's in his back. You know, there's none of that stuff that's throwing more gasoline on it. It's just a, you know, it's one school making a move to a conference that's not a power conference. So I don't think it's huge on the radar, but they still deserve the respect and the reporting and all that. So, yeah, that's why I bring it up because uh, that'd be, you know, a, a step up, I guess you could say, for Army football. Yeah, and the the whole, I mean, they're not going to change anything about what they're doing late in the year with the Navy and all that. I think yeah, it's not, good. Yeah. So. It's not like this, this whole geography shift of his, yeah. you know, like we're seeing with the ACC and Cal and, you know, that kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, there's just an update. Uh, Army looking like they could be headed towards the AAC, and if that's the case, uh, football only, uh, then congratulations uh, to them on that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but, you know, Pat McAfee started his show on ESPN over the last, I guess it was last week maybe, or the week mm-hmm. before. I think it was the week before uh, when he started with college. Or no, he started when the NFL started. That's right. Um, but he's got a weekly segment with, with Nick Saban. And uh, during that segment, apparently it was brought up, especially in light of the loss to Texas, uh, you know, the whole retirement rumor saga that's been ongoing uh, for a while now when it comes to Saban. I mean, I know of at least a couple of reporters for a certain school in the Big 12 that may have just beaten Alabama that's been throwing out the Saban retiring thing for like at least four years now. I mean, at least. And I know they're not alone. Uh, but I've seen that pretty consistently. Uh, well, Nick Saban was on the Pat McAfee show, and when uh, talked about, you know, just all the changes going on in college football, he says he still feels great right now, and that it's kind of laughable. I love what I'm doing, and I'm focused on the challenge. I feel great right now. I love it. We've got lots of challenges this season. I'm looking forward to it, and we're all in. And he did make mention of, you know, if you listen to the rumors about, uh, you know, not only did he say is it kind of laughable, uh, but he brought up the fact that it's been uh, rumored time and time again that he would retire, and yet here he still is, and he's still doing his thing. And he said, um, when's the first time, he asked Matt, like, when's the first time you heard that I was going to retire? And then he pointed out that, you know, about five years ago is probably when it started to get pretty hot, and yet here he still is. He says it creates some advantages for people, maybe whether it's in recruiting or whatever it might be, but I love what I'm doing, focused on the challenge, so so on and so forth. So Nick Saban, not squashing retirement rumors, and he really couldn't say anything that's going to totally extinguish them, but I do think some of it is absolutely recruiting related and and things of that nature. Yeah, people want it. Yeah. They want it, so they put it out there, yeah. and and then they'll see because it's probably like, and and look, some of it might be like, look, Coach Saban's in his seventies. You know how much longer sure. is he going to be there? Yeah. And the only truth to suggesting a guy is in his seventies and could retire any time is that that is true. Like he could hit a point in his life where he's like, I have done enough. But he's making like, I mean, his income right now is between his salary and the endorsements, probably around fifteen million dollars a year. Maybe more than that. Like, he is, he's raking in a ton of money. He's doing what he loves. 
He's healthy. He's, I mean, there's not any, you know, kind of problems. So there's no reason for him to bail out of anything. And if you really want Nick Saban to retire, just enjoy it when the day comes where he actually retires. Like yeah. that's the thing. You, you're sitting around hoping like maybe this will be the year where he's finally tired of being the richest and most successful guy at his job ever. And he, he decides to play golf. We, um, it, it is amazing that, yeah, I, I think most of it is just hope and wishful thinking uh, Texas beat his team on their home field. We we saw all the streaks that were broken or whatever. Someone like that could either quiver. He's not going to. He's just going to try to get better. They don't have a perfect team. That's obvious. They they don't. But uh, it, it's kind of a challenge. It's been a while. I mean, you, you see a coach win. I mean, Bob Stoops won a national title in 2000 and retired like in what, 17, 16 or whatever it was. Uh, you know, he eventually walked away. I, yeah, I saw he's not as old as Saban, though. Yeah, I know, and I, I think Nick Saban. I think I'm not saying he's Bear Bryant. If he stops coaching, he'll die. But I, I think Nick Saban still has a, a young, youthful part of him. I, I like him, and I, I kind of like the way he kind of banners back and forth and argues a little bit when things are not going his way or their way for Alabama. Or questions aren't very smart. Yeah, what do you mean about the Bob Stoops thing, though? Well, like, what I mean by that is that he has Nick Saban hasn't won a national title. What has it been like three years, and we're all like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And then you think about coaches who won national titles early and then didn't for a long, yeah. long time. Just because he hasn't won a national title in three years doesn't mean the game has passed him by. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, it sometimes it takes forever to get one, and sometimes you get one and then you don't get another one for quite a while. But yeah, I mean, I think he sounds like a guy who. I mean, he sounds like a guy to me that if he stops coaching, then that's when life's going to really start going downhill for him. Like, that's when, like, health problems start and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because it just feels like it's so much a part of who he is that he's one of those guys that's just going to coach until he can't coach anymore. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I honestly hope that's the case. I mean, I do enjoy that there's now teams like Georgia that can go and punch them back in the mouth because there was a little stretch there where they were so dominant, it was, it was sort of annoying about how dominant they were because it was just it's constant and you couldn't really enjoy save for like a random team like a Clemson like when Clemson finally popped up you're like thank god somebody well Ohio State hadn't really won it in a while either it even took special moments when you did beat them it it took like like the kick six or something so I mean they're not quite that now and so there is a little bit less armor than there was before um, but I, I think he's great for college football, and I want to see him coach as long as he's at a good level. I don't want to see him like Lee Corso out there. No. All due respect, I don't want him, you know, to be like a shell of himself. Um, but I, I do want him as long as he's operating as he is right now um, to to go out there and, and be a big part of college football. So uh, didn't exactly squash any potential of that, but he did at least address it. So I thought that that was. Uh, of interest one Cowboys note uh Brandon Cooks MCL sprain might not be able to play for the Jets was just going to throw out there throw that out there for Paul I think they've still got plenty of weapons and well after all now they're not playing Aaron Rodgers they're playing freaking Zach Wilson so that certainly uh looks a lot better for the Cowboys than, than maybe it did previously although based on how they play even if Aaron Rodgers was playing I'm not really you know sweating it that much with that defense well look the the Cowboys have a fantastic defense. So do the Jets. So True. this game's not going to be forty to nothing again. If the Cowboys roll off two forty to nothing wins in a row, then then maybe hype is justified. Man. Just because you don't do that in the NFL all that often. The Cowboys are back. We're yeah. saying that. But 
Uh, I do think that Brandon Cooks being out for any kind of long stretch is bad because he's one of the big differences in the offense, which was so bland last year and so reliant on just Tony Pollard, really. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you see things like, yes, Dak threw more interceptions than he had last year. Why is that? Did Dak get worse? Maybe a little bit, but did also they drop passes that turn into interceptions? Yes. Did he have receivers that weren't that good? Yes. So those are all causes for more interceptions. And so getting Brandon Cooks was specifically to help Dak Prescott not be, you know, the Cowboys have had this really bad habit for years in the Tony do something, Dak do something department. And as opposed to, okay, but what have you put around him? And then not really recognizing deficiencies. So, yeah, I think it's bad if Brandon Cooks is out for any kind of a stretch. They've had a lot of weapons over the years, man. They, but they, they they do, and then they lose them, and then they're like, last year was a big one in that the decision to let go of Amari Cooper was fine. Like, go ahead and let go of Amari Cooper if you feel it's not going to help you and that he's not worth the contract anymore. But the decision to not replace him hurt them. Yeah. Really badly. And you're right about the Jets' defense. I mean, I should have given them more credit thinking about the way I, I framed that. Um, they will give Dallas some problems. You would think they would at least will give Dallas some problems, but it's they just hard Josh to imagine. Some problems. That's for, huh? <laughs> they gave Josh Allen some problems, that's for sure. Yeah, but it's just hard to imagine that Zach Wilson's going to really do all that much against uh, that Cowboys defense. So um, that's, uh, that's something to monitor for Cowboys fans is Brandon Cooks um, is injured and uh, will be out for uh, – or looks like he'll be out. Uh, iffy is the word used against the Jets. Uh, meanwhile, brought up the the Cowboys and um, man, they were there on Sunday Night Football and it was a very forgettable game. But the night after, we had the big pageantry and the big buildup for uh, the debut of those Jets uh, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and just passing along that Bills Jets got 22.64 million viewers for the Monday Night Football game across the various Disney Network's largest Monday Night Football audience in any week of the season since at least the year 2000. So pretty significant number there, 22.64, and the largest audience on Monday night since 2000, which was uh, well, that's a very long time ago. I'll just say that. But, um, yeah, that's uh, the previous high. Um, it was any week of the season uh, for since at least 2000. Previous high, 22.637 million was Steelers-Colts. Uh, it was back in November of uh, 2005 that was solely on, on ABC. That was the year that the Colts may have played in the Super Bowl. Was it or was it not? I don't, it might have been the year that Colts and Bears played in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know the exact year. But that goes to show the numbers. Think about this. Texas-Alabama, two mega, like, Mega uh, Blue Bloods. Dion and the effect he's had on Colorado, 10 million, 10 million. And they're 22 million. Yeah. It's unbelievably bigger. And 10 million is a huge number and a great number to have. And the networks are excited, but golly, the NFL is just silly, silly powerful. Well, and Texas, Alabama fans, who, who I, I started seeing them actually get into like ratings squabbles or squabbles of, yeah, like, well, it should have been. And it's like, I don't really want to turn it into that where it's like a, a comparison contest all the time because that did get kind of out of hand with the realignment stuff. Um, but to the point was it should have been higher, but you had what the spectrum, uh, Blackouts, right, or was char uh, Spectrum and Charter. Charter, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so that yeah, affected Disney. some people watching the game or their ability to watch the game, so it probably would have or was higher. Uh, but still, that's uh, a monster number, but it's dwarfed by just a regular uh, season game in the NFL given, you know, 
that you also do have to qualify Aaron Rodgers making his New York debut. But that's that's the NFL. That's the juggernaut that they are pulling in twenty plus million, uh, like like it's uh, like it's nothing. Meanwhile, tonight uh, another NFL contest on the NFL Network or no Amazon, excuse me. Uh, Vikings at the Eagles will be your game tonight, Thursday night football, and then college football. Bethune Cookman at number twenty two Miami. Uh, that'll be on the ACC Network starting at 6.30 Central and also kicking off then Navy at Memphis, uh, which will be over on ESPN. So a trio of football games, pro and college, to look forward to here in less than a couple of hours. And those are a few things off the radar. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. This has been a Rogue Media Network 